Thanks everyone for joining us for episode six. <laughs> that's Tom. I'm Christy. And that's Ben. <laughs> yeah, already Yo. familiar with him. <laughs> this is true. This is my second second appearance now. So yeah, the, the fans should already kind of have me dialed in. You know, yeah. know what's going on with the repeat. His Instagram <laughs> is has been uh, Sage Movement. Ben underscore Sage Movement. MVMT. Yeah. MVMT. Yeah. You check him out. You're gonna get your mind blown. You'll be like, <laughs> this guy's local. What? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So. Um... I guess since the last time we talked to you, uh, you've already been to uh, Hawaii, like we were talking about last time. Um, mm -hmm. So tell us about the, the, that trip, I guess. Like, uh, how was it getting out there? Okay, so it's my first time solo traveling uh, by myself, or I guess, yeah, that's, uh, I don't, that's redundant. I don't, don't need to say that. First, first time solo traveling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so I traveled with other people before very very <laughs> smart okay yeah so first time solo traveling um uh so yeah i just get to the airport uh my parents dropped me off um i mean the the flight there and everything was pretty smooth i got held up at customs for a bit um because uh they were just kind of baffled at why i was going for so long, like yeah. originally I had planned going for over two months. Right. But then as I stayed in Hawaii and I already right. did so much and had so much fun, staying there is very expensive. So, and yeah. you know, I'll get into all the COVID restrictions and shit later. So um, that obviously had a huge influence on leaving early, but yeah. So, I mean, I got down there to Hawaii I had to do a 10 day quarantine. Yeah, I had to do a 10 day quarantine. Did that was that when we had the last call? Yeah. So you were in going through your maybe your first or second day in it was quarantine. Day. Yeah. It was the first day. Okay, so yeah. Um yeah, that was crazy doing that 10 day quarantine. That was yeah. like the first days were the worst just because I felt claustrophobic. Oh no. But a lot of anxiety just because my room was so small and oh, it was such right. a tease having like Hawaii right outside my window, not being able and to you, go out. And you can like park for, So it's like such a tease. Yeah. You can't just jump from the balcony and go what you knew, know what you do. Yeah, locals, Instagrams, right? And I'm like, they're like, yeah, we can't wait to train with you and all that. And like, Oh, I still have seven days left. But um, once it got past like day six, it, it started to kind of just roll, roll by. Cool. Yeah. And then oh. I got released. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was really fun. Yeah. So how, how did you actually connect with uh, the locals out there? I literally just hit them up on Instagram. Like... Oh, yeah. Uh, I just searched up Hawaii parkour, uh, messaged quite a lot of them, uh, quite a few of them responded. And then, um, I ended up just training with, um, 
a lot of them out there. I was sick. Probably nice. about eight or nine parkour people I trained with out there. Nice. Um, and then and then at the end of my trip I stayed with uh I stayed with one of them at their house. It was Roland. Um Roland Nile Turner on Instagram. Go check him out. But um, you want to do a couple shout outs? Yeah, I'll shout out Roland. I'll shout out Sean. He showed me around the first couple days, like spots and stuff in like Waikiki. Um, I met, uh, I met, do you know, uh, Matt Jang? Uh, no, I'm not, not familiar. I can't go through my dialects. Yeah. You might be following him. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, he's really good. I met him, um, trained with him a bit. Um, and then quite a few other people that I didn't meet that I didn't really hang out with, but just met kind of briefly. So, yeah, um, the train pretty cool, uh, surprising, uh, all the really good spots in Hawaii. Honestly, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's kind of, um. Like, I guess it's fairly densely populated, hey, but it's not quite like a big city, right? Honolulu is actually a big city. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, if you look at pictures, like, it's a big city. They have, like, really expensive real estate in downtown and stuff. Like, pretty okay. big, like, skyscraper-like buildings and stuff. Um, it's just out of Honolulu. Everywhere else on Oahu, it's pretty, pretty like um, what you'd think of Hawaii, right? Right. Flashy. Yeah. 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 Looks like you got to some uh, mountain tops there. Yeah, that was crazy. That was like probably like definitely the top, at least top three craziest moments. Yes, right on. Just because it's just like. You're just thinking like, wow, like this exists. Like, <laughs> like, it's just crazy how like, you know, you just look at nature and you're like, holy, like, it's just in- ridiculous that like, I'm on the same planet as this and get to witness it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is seems, spiritual. Uh, yeah. Does it, I, I mean, I was never on that island, but uh, when I was on the big island and saw the all the vegetation there, it seemed like. It really seems like prehistoric. Yeah, yeah, it does, right? Like the really plants does. are massive. Yeah, they're huge. It's just it's you don't see that here in Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a shock. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's wicked. I guess the break from the the weather here is another nice bonus, hey? Oh, jeez. I think I just missed most of the polar vortex that went through here. Um, There's like, there's still about, it looks like a little less than two weeks left of it. And then we're in the clear, hopefully. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the worst of it's already, uh, already gone. gone. Yep. So So what what happened happened after Hawaii? Um, 
So basically, there's a lot of different things that happened, a lot of different like change of plans that happened. Um, like I was just kind of looking up um, the um, kind of the new COVID rules every day because they're changing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was originally going to go back early because I was spending, um, spending a lot of money there in Hawaii. It's not cheap. So I was like, okay, I've already, you know, made a, a video that I'm, um, happy with and done all the things I wanted to do, like more, um, exceeded my expectations. So I was like, yeah, I'll go back now. But then Trudeau just announced that if you're flying back into Canada, you have to, you have to get a test in Hawaii and then fly back. And then once you get to Canada, you have to get another test. Then you have to wait in a hotel for three days. And that can yeah. cost, I think he said it costs at least $2,000 for that. Yeah. So I was like, bruh, I'm not doing that. And then, <laughs> then I um, booked a flight to New York because I have family there. Yeah. And I was my plan was to kind of go there and stay there a bit until things cooled down and uh possibly work for my uncle a bit to pay off some of the trip. Um so I make it down to New York on the 9th of February. And then um um I get there, I stay there for a few days, everything's going good. Then I wake up and my my plan is to um to fly to Grand Forks, like somewhere really close to the border of Manitoba, and then drive across, have my someone come pick me up or cab across, right? Um, and then I wake up, I think it's the morning of the 11th, and um, I see that on the 15th, you have to have a negative COVID test to pass through the border. So that mm. means... I'd have to stay in Grand Forks. And I looked into the Grand Forks. There's no COVID testing there, like at all. What? I'd, have to go to, I'd have to go to Minneapolis. What? And then I'd have to stay in Minneapolis in like a hotel. They're going to charge me like 200 bucks a night. I'm going to have to, and I'm going to have to pay for the test, I think, because I'm in the States. So, oh my gosh. I was like, there's no way I'm I'm going to do this. So yeah, I just booked the, f- the first flight out going back to Winnipeg or Grand Forks. And then, okay. So I make it to the Grand Forks on, I think it's the, the 13th. I fly all the way there. I had to fly to Orlando and I had like an eight hour layover. Party time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I had a little quick party time, <laughs> little quick lights. <laughs> visit you yes. landed in orlando you did parkour for eight hours and you yeah, hopped on the yeah, plane yeah, and you yeah. didn't contract anything right on man the the orlando <laughs> night parkour video is coming soon so <laughs> but yeah so i get to orlando it was so nice being in that hot weather again though honestly i was like oh so nice but then i make it back to minneapolis fly to grand forks 
And then my dad had this plan. We've been planning this for the past few days that he was going to come pick me up. Mm-hmm. We just both assumed that it would be essential travel to come pick up a family member, like a Canadian citizen. Right. So I land in Grand Forks. I go to the bathroom and I turn the Wi-Fi on. I'm sitting on the toilet. And then uh, my dad calls. He's like, Ben, um, change of plans. I've been rejected at the border. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, I've been rejected at the border. So, um, uh, yeah, we got to try and get you a cab. To, yeah. You got to go out and find a cab going to the border. And then I'll pick you up on the other side. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So I get to the front of the airport and the Grand Forks airport is like, it's tiny. It looks like a community center. Yeah. It's literally, it's a community center. So (laughs) I I go to the front and I'm expecting there to be taxis, right? Like at all airports, there's like taxis outside. So there's no taxis, not a single one to be seen. (laughs) An Uber. I went on Uber and it said no Uber drivers available. Nothing. (laughs) so man like i'm frantically panicking because i have a few options now like my dad's on the phone with me we're looking up every single taxi company mm-hmm. and none of them are responding because they're all shut down mm. um i so this all kind of happens over the course of like two hours i'd say us trying to get me a ride um and then we start thinking about like like flying back to Minneapolis, trying to get a flight back there and then just flying to Winnipeg and dealing with the quarantine. But that was like the last opportunity I wanted. Um, Cause I'd spend so much money, like another easily with the flight and the hotel and the test easily another, like three, three and a half thousand dollars. So I was like, no, I really don't want to do that. Um, yeah. So yeah, like two hours later, my dad gets on the phone with me. He says that he's got one guy coming to get me in a cab. Um, oh my gosh, that's awesome. the, dude comes, the dude comes in the cab. It's just, just amazing. He was the only guy cool. in like in like like a three state radius that could come and get me in a cab, like <laughs> for real. So wow. This guy comes, uh, he's a super nice guy. Um, he's like with his wife They're, um They've had like no cab rides in like a while. And, but this is something normal for them driving people to the border. So they know like where to stop and stuff mm-hmm. um, once you get up there. So we'd make it all the way up to the border. I get out. Um, and then the guy just told me like, yeah, just the cab driver just told me to just walk up to the border with my suitcase and my backpack. So I just like, I just walk over, just waltz over. I'm like, am I supposed to stop somewhere or, or what? And I just walk to the window. Um, I explained to him like what happened, give yeah. him my passport. He yeah. was like, yeah, you're set. You can go through. Cool. And then that was it. <laughs> Literally no question, nothing. <laughs> It was ridiculous. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, the adrenaline. For, sorry? The, the adrenaline that must have been going through you. Yeah, 
I was so scared because they threatened to arrest my dad and fine him and throw him in jail and stuff. So I was like, what? oh, my gosh. Yeah, my dad had to drive back and give the car to my mom. And my mom had to come get me. Holy. Yeah, so, yeah, if my dad went back, I think he would have been arrested. So, um, I guess that kind of makes sense because when you're going, like, on the way there, you're being questioned by the U.S. Customs. Yeah, yeah like, you're being questioned And then on the way the back. You're talking to it's other Canadians. Yeah, exactly. To my own people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so That's weird. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm really glad it worked out. It was the 14th of February um, at around 5 p.m. That, oh, um, that I got back into Canada right before the 15th where the new restrictions came into place. So wow. it's, it's honestly a miracle it happened. If I would have been... Um, one day later, or there would have been like a delay on my flight on a couple of my flights, I would have been stuck in the States, just like, wow, freaking homeless. Like, <laughs> I, don't know what I would have done, honestly. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's an adventure. Wow. Just like some bad luck away from you being a homeless person wandering Orlando. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, I just fly back to Orlando and just be a homeless bum on in Orlando. Orlando. It's probably what it's I do. Warm. Right? You're in Hawaii. Get me back to Hawaii. I'll be I know, right? <laughs> I mean, the being homeless in Hawaii is pretty. It's pretty intense, just because the homeless people there are intense. Like, they're all on like, they're all really on like drugs and stuff. So. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, they're like, they're a different, uh, they're a different, different type of people over there. Yeah. Not in the same survival mode. Yeah. yeah. Did you experience any of that when you were down there? Like, uh, drugs and or homelessness? Yeah. Yeah. The, the first place I stayed at actually, um, was in Chinatown Mm -hmm. and I felt super uncomfortable there, uh, like walking around and shit. I got, um, I don't know. I feel like I was always on the verge of getting mugged. Like I'd always be getting mean dogged by people and stuff. Mm. Um, you know, like that in that part of Hawaii, like, um, like white people are considered, they're called what? Heoli. I think Heoli. Mm. It's like a slur for white people in those areas. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah, you don't have any. Uh, I wouldn't say you have any white privilege in those uh, in those areas of Hawaii. But once you're out of there, it's it's totally good. Everyone's super chill. So I moved to the more expensive place in Waikiki, and that's why I didn't want to stay as long. Yeah, right. Yeah. Huh. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. It all happened, and I do not regret doing it at all. It was really fun. <laughs> nice to have you back. Like, uh, I, I was, was close to regretting it when I was like, possibly getting stuck in Grand Forks. Like, I was like, oh man. Of all the dirt oh. holes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> apologize, apologize. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd rather be in Winnipeg than Grand Forks. I will tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Grand Forks is like it's it's a couple at least a, like a couple upgrade upgrades down from winnipeg it is a bit of a shithole 
<laughs> no offense to anybody that lives in Grand Forks. Lost, lost 10,000 listeners from Grand Forks. It's a complete <laughs> shithole. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's nice. Just like here, it's nice in the summer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Winnipeg is really nice in the summer. Let, let's be real on that. It is really nice. Yeah. There's a lot of snowmobilers out there, and I don't get it. Like, there's already a wind chill, and you put on gear, and you put a motor between you and a windscreen, and you want to go, like, get some more wind chill on you? Like, I don't get it. I, I, I just, <laughs> you I don't can't. understand snowmobiling? I just don't. I just don't like the snow oh. as much as some people. <laughs> with, the right, with the right gear, you can get those, like, heated jackets and everything. Yeah. It just yep. doesn't thrill me. <laughs> right. Yeah, some well, people are really into that, though. Some people are. Like, motorcycle, yeah, I'm not into them, but I like being on them, you know what I mean? Like, I love motorcycles. Didn't you have one? Oh, I have two now. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. Sick. One's nicer than the other. Well, they're both nice. Whatever, it's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about my motorcycles. <laughs> I'm going to become a motorcycle podcast now. <laughs> making the transition right now. <laughs> um, so that's obviously like a crazy adventure. Um, how did you find it like going from relatively like not much training here in Winnipeg to actually back to normal kind of training? Uh, it took mentally or physically, I felt pretty good, but, uh, mentally my ment my game was off, uh, quite a bit. Like I could feel it. So it took me about a week to get back to like a hundred percent mental kind of, um, yeah. with, with yeah. training. I definitely felt it on the first few days. It was kind of sketchy and whatnot. Um, but yeah, quickly, I quickly got back into it. Um, back into kind of full, full top gear. Cool. That's funny how it can, it takes a bit, hey, so it's like you have to like almost, even though it's only been like a couple months or a couple weeks or whatever, you kind of have to relearn your, your own limits again. Yeah, yeah, it's relearning your own limits. Um, a couple, a couple months of just being inside, like that does a lot. Like even if you're working out, and staying in shape, not training the phys the mental part of parkour. That's the yeah. most important part. Agreed. That's definitely the most important part. Because if you, if someone has like a pretty weak body and um, like they just don't condition at all on whatever and don't really take care of their body, but their mental game is like the highest it can get, they'll always be like light years ahead of someone who conditions a lot, but doesn't really, yeah, just isn't at their fullest potential, you know? Agreed. Yeah. And been there. Back in the day. <laughs> <coughs> oh, pardon me. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, I know. Water went down the wrong, uh, Tube there. Uh, Cold. A gob of spit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So? Now you're here and dang. 
thanks for, for coming back. Like, I would hate for you to be stuck down there. Like, man, that's just, like, I would, I would have tried to help you as much as I could, but, like, there's only so much limits when it's a pandemic, you know. Remember, Tom, I texted you. I was like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that was at, that was at my most desperate point when I, when my dad was like just just ask anybody in your contact yeah. list. When, when I got there, I was like, oh damn, this must be serious. It, it like, was serious. Like I was actually like, serious. Like, I was like, how, like, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Oh and man. I'm like, can, like, can you get to the border? Because I'm like, I don't think I could get into the states right now with the restrictions. Right. Obviously, was the case. But yeah, like that's the thing. I was like, I only needed uh, someone to go to the Canadian side of the border yeah. and pick me up. But it can be kind of sketchy, like for someone like you or whatever. Like when a, um, a family friend didn't want to do it because if for some reason I tested positive for COVID, then they'd have to go contact tracing and then you'd have to quarantine for two weeks and all of that stuff, right? So yeah. it's complicated. I, didn't even uh wasn't even considering that <laughs> actually it was like See? yeah if i'll go down there if you <laughs> and that's the mentality the beat appreciate it i appreciate it yeah the mentality is don't let that cortisol get all built up and make yourself susceptible it's just react you know what mm-hmm. i mean someone someone needs help let's do it yeah. you know kind of thing. Yeah. adapt adapt and react yeah Exactly. Humans do best, right? <laughs> we, we try to do it best. Yeah, our best. But yeah. yeah, it's hard to keep calm in those types of situations. So when are you going oh. out there? When am I going out next? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's do you, say, you call Jeff? Say, let's go hang out. Like, what are we going are we, to like? Am I, am I already like training with jesse no i'm uh <laughs> i've uh no i'm actually taking this kind of seriously because the or i am taking this seriously because the people just called today the contact tracers making sure i'm doing my quarantine and they're oh, like yeah. yeah if you don't comply or you lie or whatever you can be charged like it's like seven hundred thousand dollars or something like Oh. I'm not doing that, so I'm gonna survive. I think I have 12 days left now, so I think it should be fine. And then uh, we'll Good see from there. Yeah, 12 days to chill out a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm trying to get back into into my workout routine though now. Um, That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've just started today, actually. So, we'll see how that goes. What kind of uh, work, like uh, training, are you doing for that then? Um. Well, today I've just Wait. started off with um, doing pull-ups again, weighted pull-ups, push-ups, and weighted push-ups. So that's mm-hmm. that's all I've done today. Yeah, and then I'm going to try and get my grip training back into routine on my uh, grip board. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a, yeah, I definitely feel, definitely feel a bit weaker upper body-wise after 
uh, my trip. But not a lot. Like, yeah. it'll take me max a few days to get back, I think, to 100% strength. Yeah. It's different, hey, well, like when you're actually training, you're not doing those same reps anymore. Yeah, I mean, unless you're... Yeah, I mean, in terms of your legs, your my, my legs felt the strongest yeah. um, at the end or whenever I'm doing parkour. I mean, your upper body can suffer a little bit, but nothing major. Sweet. So, um, I mean, I guess you're stuck inside for the next 12 days, but uh, do you have any plans or goals for the rest of the winter here? Or? Um, oh man, I hope there's not much of a rest of the winter once I get out. <laughs> um, Maybe by the time this airs, <laughs> winter might be done. <laughs> right? Hopefully. Um, I think, <coughs> no, I'm not actually sure if I have any goals. Um, I guess once it's springtime, I'm probably just going to try and get back on a YouTube upload schedule. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I might try doing like weekly videos again, kind of like Team Fat does. I like their videos. I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. So I know we'll have to get the uh, as a team to as a group to get on that as soon as uh, as soon as possible. Should, train outside. Should really do that. Do like uh um I would really want to do a a group training vlog every week. I think that was fun. So people watching or listening. If you've already seen one of those group training videos, that means we did it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We did it. Yeah. It was pretty hectic last month and a half. Well, it's nice to have you home and chill out for another 12 more days and then uh, see what happens in that time. Like, you never know. Uh, there might be another gym, like the gym... Uh, you know, quantity or per person might change by then. So, right. Well, actually, um, the private parkour lessons have opened back up its radius. So, after this, um, I'm going to be booked to do, I'm going to be able to start working again, which is sick. So, um, yeah, I can't wait for that. Cool. Well, uh, keep us involved in that. Yep. I know they built some new structures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody uh, built like a new structure or something, so it looks cool. I think that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry, Tom and I did that both at the same time. For uh, <laughs> the people that can't see, it's like we both, uh, he scratched about behind his ear and I scratched the side of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys Not intentional. <laughs> Yeah, not intentional. What's that? Have you talked to Tyrion yet today? <laughs> um, he's tomorrow. No. Yeah. He's tomorrow. Okay. A later episode. Yeah. Damn, that one's gonna be intense. Really? Like camping? Yeah. <laughs> intense. Tyrion is an intense individual, so I'm excited to hear that one. Tyrion's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's a. 
I remember, I remember meeting a lot of our, everyone in the community for the first time. And it's, it's always been like, I don't know. I was probably so still, but I mean, like, it's just to see people now. It's just awesome. And to be a part of that and like, still stuck around and you stuck around and Tyrion stuck around and you know, everyone stuck around. It was kind of neat, you know, like a lot of people go their own ways. And even when we get older, like Tom, right? Like I, when I get older, it kind of veer off and the life things are more important, but it's kind of cool to see people with their passion still doing it. You know, it is, it's really cool. Like you see a lot of people, right? Like when I started training in Winnipeg, uh, yeah. now you see a lot of people like, and you're still following them on Instagram and they've have, they have new passions and stuff now and they've completely moved on from parkour. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you said you see all the people that, uh, uh, that still have parkour in their lives and they're still trying to actively pursue it. So it's cool. Cool to see people's, people's journeys. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a, that'll be a big thing in the parkour world in the coming years of, you know, people finding other aspects of it to be involved in besides being purely an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, it's, it'll get itself sorted out, you know, <laughs> just like all lots of other new sports, right? Yeah, you mean so, like uh, ways to sustain like a lifestyle, like to make an income? Through yeah, parking? exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's definitely... To, yeah definitely some um yeah there's going to be new ways like it's just going to keep growing i think hopefully yeah i feel it that's mm-hmm. the goal <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah definitely um that would be cool to see people making money like off of uh off of kind of yeah just off of things that are kind of uh um traditionally you wouldn't make a lot of money off of but um i mean it's all supply and demand hopefully there will be more demand for parkour in other areas and people can capitalize on that yeah the yeah. individual sport sometimes like not like hockey you don't need a team just need like right. possibly a good pair of shoes right yeah it's really just just a good pair of shoes yeah and I guess you need underwear, probably some sort of. <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone, everyone, of course, needs their sage uh, T-shirt apparel. and sage other shirts. apparel to do parkour. You know, that's a requirement. <laughs> some some boxers. That would be nice. <laughs> I will wear that. Have to have to get on that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Shoes would be nice one day. I don't even know what to go with that, but like maybe that's just buy the vans, the vans ones, and just put our labels on it. But whatever, that's <laughs> that's a cool idea. I just thought of it I, right now. So. Just just find a shoe that already works and uh, just kind of completely rip slap, it off. Slap your logo. <laughs> yeah, just pay just pay them a little extra. Like if we sell so much, you get a little chunk and. Who really cares how much we make? Off? Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta talk to Tom about it. I, I usually I ramble like this, and Tom's usually like, whoa, whoa, slow down. You can't, you can't go that far. 
Talk about motorcycles again. <laughs> if anyone listening actually knows anything about making shoes, then uh, you know, let us know. <laughs> let us know, please. Right. Yeah. You're really neat. Anyway. Well, uh, should we uh, wrap it up there? Let's do it. That was some good time. Forty-five minutes in. Nice. Sweet. So, um, yeah. Anyone that's watching on YouTube, like that. Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, if you're listening on one of the podcast apps, rate it. Uh, oh. Anything, share it. It'll help us. And you can follow uh, Ben at uh, at Ben underscore Sage Movement. Yes, M Movement. Yes, Sage, and then M V M T. So that's on Instagram. Yes. And you can follow us at Sage Movement again. M V M T on Instagram. Um, or ourselves, I guess. Personally, mine's Tom at Tom dot Sage Movement, and X I U underscore Sage Movement. Yeah. M three. Is that it? Is that it? Have I seen the right one? Yeah. No, you got it. Follow and... us. Like us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. It was good talking to you guys. Say goodbye here. Uh, Peace. (laughs) We'll catch up with you then. Okay, peace, guys.